Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Providence College U with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 577 in four comics releasing June 10th, 2020. But before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, Drew, the way we get comics may never be the same again. No. Things have changed. Our podcast may have to change, and none of this has to do with coughing or COVID or anything. No. Do 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 do. We have breaking news. Uh, DC has Splitsville with Diamond permanently. So what I'm hearing is that now the distributor for uh, DC Comics will be UCS and Lunar, which is Midtown and uh dcbs and diamond doesn't get them at all so uh we we have uh, a statement from diamond uh, on this uh and i'll just read it to you uh this evening i shared the following message with all the members of the Geppi family enterprise team today dc sent out a retailer communication they're ending their long-standing relationship with Diamond. In April, we were informed that DC was going to begin distributing products through additional partners. At that time, they asked us to submit a proposal, blah, blah, blah. Uh, although we had hoped to reach an agreement with DC, every great change also presents great opportunity. Rest assured, Diamond is a strong company, and our success does not depend on the actions of one business partner. While we recognize this change impacts the industry, we are well positioned to seize growth opportunities and are committed to the success of our publishing partners in the direct market. We continue to be excited about the growth potential in the comic game toy, blah, blah. Thank you for your continued support and for all you do. Uh, DC requests, um, so let me go back. Last DC requests an additional extension through July. We responded with questions indicating that we'd reply today. Instead of receiving a response today, we received a termination notice. Okay. So, um, I guess they're just saying that it's just, that's just it. It's done. And no chance to ever recover. So, no diamond. That means it's, it's UCS and Lunar. Um, we were kind of concerned Kyle and I are concerned, like, hey, are we going to be able to get, how are we going to be able to get our DC comics? Because our LCS is, is Cowabunga. So mm -hmm. the good folk, Eric, and the good folks at Cowabunga sent us this today um, about the DC announcement. Uh, some of you may have heard today, DC Comics announced that they are ending their 25-way relationship. Um, <clears throat> yes, it is true that this is an industry-changing moment. But we look to DC for guidance as they take steps that they believe will continue to grow the market for their products. We anticipate there may be a few bumps as we shift ordering to a new distributor for only DC items. But we will work diligently to make sure that the transition is as smooth as possible. Please note that we will continue to use Diamond for everything else and expect no disruption of service. Um, so they're saying yeah. They don't want to go to UCS and Lunar, their actual direct competitors in the retail sphere and mail order sphere to get their DC comics. But as a customer service um, push, they will continue to have continuity of service with DC 
and they will bite the bullet and go with US, UCS and, and Lunar. So good for them and good for us. We'll be able to continue to get DC Comics. Um, Kyle, what questions does this arise in your head when you hear this stuff? All right, DC is using a comic local comic book shop competitor as their distribution hub. Yeah. So two. They'll obviously have inside information from DC before local comic book shops do. Do yes. If a DC book gets hot or the value goes up tenfold, you think other stores will be able to still reorder stock at wholesale like they could with Diamond, or will these automatically probably be sucked through your DCBS or whatnot? Um, shipping costs will probably be much higher um, because of the economics of this. Uh, these yeah. new retailers don't reach any additional potential buyers. And also, one of these retailers that DC using, we quit because they suck at their job. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. 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 So th that's all bad. Um, I know that... Um, I've heard Cowabunga had reached out to uh, the Midtown distributor. Is that Lunar? Or is that UCS? Yeah, I get them confused. Um, and we're told um, they were in, that, that wasn't their territory. That Wisconsin was in a different territory. So I had been under the impression that, that pre-split pre with Diamond you could choose which distributor you wanted. It wasn't going to be forced upon you based on territory. But it's but perhaps that's not the case. You will be allotted a, a distributor based on territory, which is dumb and flies in the face of competition, uh, which is what I thought this was. But anyway. There's also things, because I'm, I'm reading some stuff, because I, I was on to a few forums where we were talking about this kind of thing. Um, these distributors also, also don't offer integrated systems like Comic Suite and RMS systems that make ordering and pull lists with diamonds easy and seamless. Yes. So they've also made that a bit more of a nightmare. Yeah, so their inventory control would be different. Um, what's going to happen is it, it, it's going to be... You're gonna order DC for for your sub subs and your pull box people, and probably not much more, right? Because mm -hmm. it's it's too much of a hassle. You can't. I don't think you can do that. Now, granted, I mean, there's a lot of stores that are like Cowabunga's an eighty twenty Marvel DC store anyway. Yeah. So I don't think there that it, it's that big of a deal if they lose some DC walk-in sales because they didn't they didn't carry that much anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, it's got to be a big thing for Diamond, though, because they're losing 30% yeah. off the top. Yeah, yeah. That's true. There's Yeah, that's that's 30% of market share gone. Um, and it's going to be... So that 30% is going to be split, supposedly 15 and 15, to Midtown and DCBS uh, arms. Uh, I, I don't understand how that's going to work. What are, What are the discounts going to be? Um, so will DCBS as a distributor get 70% off or 65% off or whatever and then give themselves, pass that along to their customers uh, having an advantage therefore so they'll be able to sell DC at a steeper discount and then when they distribute it to the other retailers 
they'll distribute it at, you know, maybe a 40% discount. Maybe the days of us getting a, a comic half off are over. Mm-hmm. And I read... On the DC side. I read a lot of people that, and again, I don't know if this is just how things are, but a lot of people say Diamond has been had a stranglehold on the industry. They've been killing things. They've been, you know, without any direct competition to them, they've been allowed to do be lackluster for a decade. Right. So, there yes. are people that think this is a good thing. I, I, I mean, if it was anybody else but two other comic retailers, I would say you might be onto something. If it was Random House and some other book distributor or something, or a magazine discri- distributor, I'd say, oh, yeah. This is gonna. This is. This could actually be a boon for DC, but two regional comic shops being dis- distributors, they're not gonna innovate. They're not going to permeate no, new market no. channels. They'll be lucky to be able to keep up with whatever demand there is. Right? They're not gonna. I mean, they're they're not gonna ramp up customer service and staffing. No. Not during not during yeah. a COVID shutdown. Yeah. It is. Well, yeah, we're going to see shortages. We're going to see um, misships. It, it is going to be problematic, I think, for a while until they they work the bugs out. Hmm. Uh, I mean, my hopes for the best, but like shops seem to hate it, and customers seem to think, "Cool, Diamond is always the scapegoat for everything." Yeah, and and it really it comes down to can I read my Batman? Yeah, can I continue to read Batman? Can I continue to read uh, the comics from DC that I love, um, or will it become a situation like Alterna where it's they're too hard to get? You know, you either order them directly from a website. You, you know, you got to go chase these things down. It becomes. It becomes a, a, a burden to be a DC fan because it's hard to order them. Let's hope that's not the case. Yeah. Because like, they're too most big. Most retailers seem to not like this because I, I also saw an article where Mile High Comics responds to DC Comics ending its partnership with Diamond with a DC Sucks sale where up to 50% off of the promo code DC Sucks. Yeah. Um, I, I have no... Sympathy for that guy, <laughs> which Mahal. means that fifty percent off. They're still uh, slightly marked the, up. They're still slightly over market because they're a price gouging garbage company. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, that yeah, that's a different different animal. Um, but yeah, yeah. There there are lots of retailers that are upset, um, and I you know they're going to have so so therefore whatever they did spend on DC because there's lots of shops that are big DC shops. So they spent a ton on DC through Diamond. Oh yeah, um, and so now they're going to have to spend a ton at one of the two distributors solely for whatever discount level and tier that gives you, and and then they're going to lose that discount tier of DC spending. Whatever dollars they spend on DC is going to go away from Diamond. And it's possible that'll lower their discount tier at Diamond and cut into their margins. So it 
that that would leave some comic shops with less profits on the books that they do get through Diamond and through Lunar or UCS which is also a bummer yes but we don't know that yet and I don't know that we'll, we'll have the same level of transparency um, from these new distributors as we've kind of had with Diamond through a few leaks to a few people where we've been able to see what gets shipped to stores. Why would Lunar or UCS share that information uh, with anyone unless it's part of DC's deal that they want that information out there? Um, they might not because they've been getting their ass handed to them and they've been in second place for so long. Maybe this is another reason that they just could take their ball and go home and and not be their sales won't be reported each and every month. Um, because we will probably never do Comicron numbers again. Yeah, that's the uh, another odd thing that we yeah we probably won't be privy well, if we to do, the information. So yeah. you know, thirty to forty percent of the industry we won't have numbers on. So that makes the rest fairly irrelevant. Yeah. So we can talk. You know, we'll be able to talk. Perhaps we'll be able to talk each month about all the Marvel titles that are in the top fifty to 100 and then whatever's left of the back half that's down there that makes up the last 15 to 20 percent of the, the top 300 to you know and how interesting is that going to be not v very yeah so which marvel's going to be on top this week and um is there is will, will marvel have 19 or 20 of the top 20 best-selling comics this this month uh, how boring is that that's going to be super boring so but without that level of uh of information coming through that, that's going to be a bummer and we're going to have to probably rethink uh our numbers that we look at maybe we'll go to try to get some book scan numbers or some comiXology sales figures or something that we can compare apples and apples and 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 not have just some some Marvel skewed numbers all the time. That's a bummer because I, I enjoy talking about the numbers each month. I do too. I mean, yeah, yeah. And there, there will be some relevancy for like, oh, let's. I, I would like to know how many of this image book sold. Yeah. To know what the ceiling is on it, but as far as a barometer for uh, industry health, it's dead. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, and, you know, it was never a perfect system anyway. No. You know, we, we talked about it each month, you know, well, this doesn't count this or that or Scholastic or any any of these other places where comics are sold. It doesn't count, account for digital. We don't have those numbers. So it it only says what's in, got shipped to a comic shop. It doesn't show what got sold to a customer. So, yeah, they're very limited numbers anyway. But now, so now they're even worse. They were already pretty flawed, and now they're even worse. Which is a bummer. <laughs> the imperfect system becomes imperfecter? Yeah. Now, like you said, is it possible that having multiple distributors and with maybe they have aggressive game plans, maybe these aren't exclusive contracts or anything, 
and DC can continue to do whatever they want to do to put their comics wherever they want to put them. And maybe that does change things and, and allow them to grow the grow the, the market somehow. Um, I hope so. Um, and my, my one hope the most is that I don't even notice that I still am able to get DC Comics uh, when I want to, the titles I want to, um, the number of, t- of titles don't change much, and that, or that, that it's a seamless transition. I, I hope that's the case. Here's to hoping. I honestly think it could be fine. Yeah. But I just hate to see good things for the DC asses of the world. <laughs> and, and we've got another problem with, um, you know, you're not going to be flipping through a, a previews catalog anymore. Well, you will, but then you also have to hunt down the DC Connect <sighs> separate thing that's not going to be part I mean, of Hypothetically, that. these things should be, re- be going to LCSs in boxes on approximately the same day just from two different spots and we've had independent Marvel books from the past so just having an independent DC book as opposed to the previews isn't a big deal but it's not going to be printed DC Connect is going to be digital only oh so their previews is no longer a print book it's only it's only a digital book now and you know you'll so you'll use that to pre-order your books from your LCS through Lunar through UCS and then you'll use your previews guide and Marvel's guide to order everything else through your LCS and Diamond. Mm. So it's a little bit more work. Um, Do we think has Marvel come out and said we're happy with Diamond? I think they have, right? Recently they said we're happy with Diamond and Wednesday shipping and all that stuff. Yeah. They played nice until they didn't play nice. Yeah. So, if that's if they left Diamond, and they they pick, you know, a couple of other big retailers somewhere to be their distributors. Diamond's dead. Diamond's dead. Yeah. Yeah. So that this does become a situation where whatever Marvel wants from Diamond, they get. Because they have all the cards. Because yeah. if they take their ball and go home, the medium's dead. Um, our our order forms over the next few months and discounts are going to be interesting. Um, and they could be shrinking. We could be paying... Oh my god, we could be paying retail, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> no! No! We don't want to do that. Um, so... Oh. Uh, big. It's a it's a big deal for the comics industry. If all you do is read comics and enjoy comics, great for you. Um, I I wish I did that only, um, but I I always stick my nose into the industry news, and this is big a big deal. This is a big deal to hasn't happened in twenty years, twenty five years that DC's been with Diamond. So um, this is a big shakeup and. More to come. We'll see how this will how this plays out. All time will tell. Time will tell. But in the meantime, we still have FOCs and hot selling eBay books 
and sneak peeks to take a look at. So we can continue. Call it all, all off. Of None of it means anything anymore. <laughs> Just so the, no. it still continues. <laughs> um, so let's take a look at the uh, the Cowabunga FOC. Yes, indeed. Of course, FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last opportunity to add a few things to our pool list. Um, or take things away, change a few things, see some original art. It's our last bite at that previews Apple instead of just running in and hoping things are sitting there on the day that they come into order. Of course, we get all those things from Cowabunga Comics and our good buddy Eric, who that curates a lovely list for us. Of course, if you want anything off of FOC added to your order, those are due by midday on Monday. If your LCS does not do FOC or maybe they're going to decide not to do DC going forward, reach out to Cowabunga and they can hook you up through the mail. Eric always pulls out a few things to show us what he's looking at when he's looking through the FOC. And let's check out what he goes. My goodness, he's given us about eight items, it looks like. Wow, nice. So we've got... Uh, Hellboy in the BPRD trade paperback for 12 bucks with a discount. Uh, whatever has been going on in the Mike Mignola Hellboy verse, uh, there's apparently a cool little trade for it. Your Usagi Yojimbo Color Classics number four of seven. Stan Sakai doing a nice little one there. So that one's available. We talked about Nailbiter Returns, and we have a stunning cover for issue number two. Of course, that being a really cool image comics. Um, keeping on the trade paperback uh, train, if you will, Avengers Epic Collection trade paperback, The Beachhead Earth. Not familiar with that. Of course, Roy, Tom huh. Roy Thomas and Harlan Ellison being the primary writers on that. A $40 trade that they can get you 20 bucks. Of course, we always hear about giant size X-Men. We have the Uncanny X-Men Omnibus hardcover from Marvel. Big old $100 hardcover that if you order it ahead of time, half price. Read those old, awesome, giant-size X-Men's without happen to crack your collector's edition. Devil's Highway, number one from artists, writers, and artisans. Ben Percy, uh, Brent Schoonover on the art on that one from, you know, that upshot from artists, writers, and artisans. They've been doing some really cool stuff and a nice one you don't want to miss there. And, of course, the trade paperback, paperback to cat shit from Antarctic Press. Um, I'm not even going to be able to say the artist and writer, the writer and artist, Motofumi Kobayashi. That's not bad. Yeah, I think that was all right. And from Scout Comics, Everglade Angels, number one, with a rock up church cover. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Up church cover. Alright, those are just the things that Eric has pulled out as features. Let's <coughs> dig in and see what we can find while I die. Kyle got the COVID. Damn it. You've done such a good run. We had a good run, but... <coughs> Tell my wife to give you my comics. Oh, <laughs> <coughs> uh, Let's see. Dark Horse is all trade paperbacks, as we've noticed lately so let's ignore them for the day unless something jumps out at you there um, we can slide down to idw um i'm intrigued by this ghostbusters year one but not enough to actually care anything about it but it's just neat to see yeah um, we saw of course a preview for a, a 30 years down the road version of ghostbusters which at least piqued my interest a little bit 
when we get to image, there's a um, <coughs> an All American Comics one shot, Joe Casey, Sonya Harris, and Dustin Nguyen. Um, looks pretty interesting. Um, I like I like uh, some of those creators there. I like everything about it except they're spelling comics with an X. I don't know why, but that bothers me. Yeah, yeah. Though that's that's how they did it back in the day when it was uh, more street. Yeah, questionable. That's right. Sure titles. But it's nice to see a one shot being a regular standard price. Normally, when something's one shot, they're like eleven dollars. Um, and the goddamned returns with the Virgin Bride story arc. This is a Jason Aaron. Um, book that was um, pretty cool. Look at uh, was it Noah? Was that the last arc? Correct. Was about it was pre, Noah pre-flood. It pre-flood was just Noah. how obnoxious the the world was pre-flood, and yeah. we dealt with a version of Cain who was unable to die and just had to walk around. And be yeah, yeah, that's right. This is uh, the Virgin Brides. It's a five issue mini, um, and it's the time before the Great Flood. Still, the world of man is in place, a place of wanton violence. Uh, hidden atop a mountain, there is a very different sort of world, one without men. The Holy Sisters, at a secret nunnery, live in paradise, a new Eden, rearing their flock of orphan girls to embrace their future as blessed brides of the sons of God. Um, so that's not really based in anything <laughs> we know from the Bible. Um, so that that should be a fun little adventure. There you go. And we're still pre-flood, so we're still in the... Uh the places of giants and debauchery and yes. you know all the fun stuff that can be had before the flood uh there's the nail biter returns that uh eric mentioned i don't know if you got a chance to read that first issue Kyle. I did not just, yet. just came out this week and uh was fantastic so dang it gotta get on that really good good pickup for um a new arc i am uh thoroughly intrigued and excited for the next one Drew, are you paying $20 for a image giant-sized artist-proof Oblivion song number one? No. I, you know, I, the only recent Kirkman that I would probably do that for would be Die, Die, Die. Yeah. Because all that Berman gory art would be freaking awesome, giant-sized. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm not, not really interested in that book that much. I always enjoyed going into comic book shops and seeing the giant Walking Dead one or whatnot on the wall, but never in my wildest dreams that I ever think I would have a place to put it if I bought it. Yeah, did have you seen a Walking Dead like an Adler giant size? Yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a number one Walking Dead giant size years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I think I've seen that. I was think I'm thinking of that IDW uh, artist edition again. Mm-hmm. I get those confused. It's about all for image for me. <laughs> And we Again. have Marvel back, but not with anything floppy. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what their plan is. Do they have a plan? Um, there's they're... a ton of crap here. Um, it's just it's a bunch of omnis, and this, this is part of their um, liquidation sale, maybe. Uh, I, but but no actual floppy comics. I don't see a single one. Do you? No, not single. Everything is marked as. Uh... GNTP. So we're at June 10, still no floppies. I mean, I've seen some, did I've been reading some digital Marvel that's come out. It's been yeah. decent. Um, but, but nothing, nothing in print. 
We have a couple new things in here. We have the uh, Star Wars Rise of Kylo Ren trade paperback. Um, that is that the one that yeah, I think that was the one that just came out, right? Maybe the four issue series. Um, it was difficult to get some of those, um, so you can get them all right there. Oh yeah, that was the one that got got really hot, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, they're showing a different cover that I you know. I am excited about that <clears throat> AWA Studios Doubles Highway. That does look great. So good pick there. Boom is a bunch of issue threes. Mm -hmm. And no, Ronan Island is continuing on. Reminded that I was going to say the end of it, but not. Yeah. Uh, second issue of Billionaire Island. Feels like it's been a long time, but that that's an Ahoy book. That first issue was really good, so I'm looking forward to the second one. Kids Cover A, I believe, is a Stranger Things homage, which is a cool, enjoyable cover there. Nice. And then I always like the Jaws parody cover C of that one. I like those covers. Those from Ablaze Comics. Uh, Dynamite's doing a Sacred Six. Uh, this is Christopher Priest, Jai Lee doing some art, interior art, um, and a Joseph Lisner cover. Uh, this is a Vampirilla spinoff. Vampirella. Not Vampirilla, Vampirella. Vampirella. I mean, just putting Jai Lee on the cover art makes it look interesting enough to jump in. I don't think that's him on the cover. Hmm? I'm looking at the uh, Jai Lee oh. cover A. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I'm on a listener. I'm not sure why you're playing around in the 10 copy, 20 copy. Me, I'm looking at Because that's what stuff. order it's in. I apologize. Yes, numbers come before letters, Drew. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. What is an Atlas edition? It's just boys t-shirt look like ah, that's cool 25 bucks dang $18 with discount <laughs> if I order one more t-shirt my wife's going to kill me <laughs> Vamp Blade makes it to issue 50 of 50 so it was a 50 issue is that, does that mean it was a 50 issue maxi series yeah <laughs> or they just is that how they're 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 saying that this is the last issue it might be um, just there saying and i'm we're out yeah 50 of 50 vamp blade uh, is over and uh, they have several covers there including some marked risque did you ever read vamp blade nope me neither that is the extra length series finale for six bucks this is the landmark 50th issue and also the series finale. All four seasons of Vamp Blade have been building to this the climax for Katie Carva and her cast of interdimensional characters culminates here in one extra-length blade-brandishing extravaganza. Yeah. Uh, Aftershock gives us Dark Red number 10 from November of 2019. So Oy. thank you. Thank you for throwing, rolling that bad boy out. Yeah. Finally. We appreciate that. It's a uh, 
That's a good title. I just hadn't forgotten about it because, you know, November of 2019. (laughs) When life was nice and easy, Drew. Oh, yes. Let's look back on 2019 with some fondness now. Uh, Skyland number one is a Source Point Press book by Fred Packard, Josh Vallier, with uh, Adam Cozart on covers about Princess Carly being the only noble of proper age from her nation who has prepared her entire life to become a serpent rider. Is that a serpent rider? Or just, there's serpent something else. Serpentine blade? Yeah. You'll just have to, you'll have to read it to find out. <laughs> it's a typo. next week to find out. <laughs> uh, there's the uh, Everglade Angels from Scout that we heard about. The uh, Upchurch up book. There's the Upchurch cover A or the Jolly 1 in 10 cover B. Yeah, that's tough, but I'm going to go with Upchurch. Why not both? Anything in this uh, FOC that you got to have that you might have missed? Nope. Ooh, I'm... And like last time, even last time Marvel did their 50% off, I was able to find a couple things that I was like, aha. Got to have that. There's right? nothing here. Yeah, it's garbage. I don't want any of this. Yeah, work. honestly. There's a reason it's... um liquidated like they're like hey do you want to pay 18 dollars for the death of wolverine prelude no no i don't no no i don't want any of that all right that's it for the foc all right we finished foc very nice let's slide to um our good friends over at cover price and uh, they cor- they collate a nice uh, a collection of top-selling eBay hot books and uh, present those to one us. One thing that it? was sorry, one thing that was in the FOC that Devil's Highway we jumped past on. Yes, so that uh, that might be one that you want to probably jump on. Yes, yes, and that, is that one that um, Eric had also highlighted? Yeah, exactly. Fantastic, yeah. We just go by Eric's recommendations. <laughs> I, it's both of our recommendations. Yeah, we're all doing that. Uh, do you want to take the top ten this time, Kyle? Sure, let me find it real quick. I don't know where it is. Oh, runners up top ten. <coughs> all right, cover price, top ten for my computer not loading things correctly. I'll go. It's a Marvel Action Adve- Avengers number 10. I'm there now. Uh, the, it takes the number one spot. This is a 2020 book. Um, this is what... Uh, who, who told us about this recently? Was that Wade Ledden? Mm-hmm. Le- this is our Dimension? Yellow Hulk. Yeah, this is the Yellow Hulk. Um, 59 copies sold. Uh, a 1,000% increase. A high sale of $43 for a raw copy. So, yeah, steal that from your, your nine-year-old kid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Spider-Man 2, number one, from 2017. What? This features the This features the first appearance of Evil Miles, who actually is a pretty good villain despite the on-the-nose name. Rumors have it pointed to Evil Miles as a potential adversary for Miles when the day comes for a film appearance. Sold 26 copies. Uh, for a high sale, it had, it had a 9.8 that sold for $80, and a 1 in 50 variant that sold for 600 and uh, it's basically selling for not quite double the cover, looks Damn. like. Uh, Invincible Iron Man number 7, third print. Um, 
Riri Williams is coming to the MCU, so this is a first appearance for her. The third print is getting traction. It sold 16 copies and sold uh, 25 uh, for 25 bucks for a rock copy. I bought like two or three of these because I knew Riri Williams would eventually catch be something. Did you get the third print There's, too? No, no, no. Third no. print, but the first print, which is ironically enough not the one you want at the moment. That's weird, right? Yeah. Uh, Ultimate Foul Out, of course, continues to sell really well. We had a, a 9.8 sell for $750. This is the oh. first mile. Um, bummer that that we didn't clamor and get this when it was tw a $20 book. Yeah. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 129. This is the Lionsgate edition, which is a, it's a, it's a weird thing. Um, it sold 22 copies. It had a high sale of $285 for a CGC 9.8. Um, I don't know why uh, it's a it's a big deal, but uh, and I don't think they do either. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2007 Free Comic Book Day Swing Shift, which is Jackpot and Mr. Negative's first appearance. Still moving, 19 copies sold. Uh, high sale of 102 bucks for a CGC 9.6. Amazing Spider-Man number 4. Uh, this is from 2014. This is the... Is this Silk's first, right? Yeah, Silk's yeah, first appearance. Yeah, that's my girl Silk. Uh, $172. I want to sell these, but I feel like I... I feel like I... I can't. <laughs> I think you should probably slab one. Get slab one... At least slab one of the best ones you got. Yeah. Well, the best one I got is I have the variant. Or the... Oh. The ratio. Oh, okay. So there you go. Slab that bad boy. Slab them both. Slab um, a book. Uh, there's a Ashley Witter, 1 in 25, Dr. Afra number 1, and uh, this, uh, see, the new issue is packed with first appearances, uh, with first appearances of Deta Yao, Professor Eustacia, Aka, TA-418, Just Lucky, and the new antagonist, Ronan Tagout. Taggett. Didn't I tell you to pick that up because there'd be first appearances of all kinds of stuff that they could do I stuff think, with? I believe that was your pick of the week. Yes, yes. it was. Um, with rumors of her having a solo series of possibly appearing in Mandalorian Season 2, uh, the book is a smart bet. Sold 19 copies. Had a high sale of $50 for a raw copy, Kyle. Ashley, I'm sorry I doubted your variant. Yeah. Uh, Ultimate Fallout 4 second print. I didn't even know it had a second print, so I'm dumb. Um, this had a high sale of $350 for a CGC 98. Yeah. And then rounding out the top 10 was Venom 25. Uh, this is the 1 in 50 variant. Uh, I told you, Bunny Cage likes to do fun stuff with his anniversary issues. Um, this t issue 25 pumped out great covers, being one of the few incentives out right now. This has been a solid seller. Uh, this sold 16 copies and a high sale of $50 for a raw copy. So... There you go. All right, our runners up for 11 through 20. Of course, Drew at number 11. We have the 1988 highly sought after ASM 300. Huh? But you don't say. What's this about? Everybody's now? holding on to these. Nobody's selling these. The first appearance of Venom, drawn by a guy that some people may have heard of. So moving on. But 9.6 still popping 725. Yeah. Oh. Nice. Web of Spider-Man 99 from 1993, Nightwatch, was also named in the Jackpot article as still in development. His first appearance is in the issue, 
in that issue 99 sold 17 copies up almost 100% 12 bucks for a raw and available in a lot of dollar books stars and STRIPE zero from 1999 folks are loving the new Stargirl which may be the first CW show to see appearances go up in value after appearing on the screen um dang 13 copies High sale of 152 for 9.6, and Rawls going for as high as 75. Wow. Yeah. We have, wow, Star Wars Adventures Clone Wars number one, the Peach Momoka variant. This is the one that just came out a couple weeks ago. Um, is it? I don't think it's actually Marvel. Uh, no, it's the IDW. Yeah, it's the IDW one tiny. Frankie's Comics sold this exclusive on their website for 20 bucks, limited to 1,000 copies, and it sold out quickly. Um, and it's moving on the secondary market already for a 9.8, going to 160, and some rolls as high as 100 bucks for Yoda painted appearance on that one. Then we have The Amazing Spider-Man 210, with Variety alluding to a possible Madam Web film at Sony. Her first appearance sold 18 copies and about 700 bucks for 9.8. Web of Spider-Man number one from 1985. I got one of these laying around somewhere. This classic cover features the black suit. Is another undervalued Spidey book. Uh, $109 for 9.8. I agree. Low. I, we I, think, it's I think you should. I think you should gobble these up whenever you find them in the wild. Yeah. If you can, you know, if you find them recently, um, if you can find them under 10 bucks, buy them. Yeah. And I think. I think. I think it's just a classic. Spidey. There's probably a ton of them out there. But, Web uh, of Spider-Man was always the red-headed stepchild of the Spider-Man books. And yeah. it was always available in every quarter and dime sale we went to. But that cover is great. Yeah. Venom 25, there's a Funko variant that came out. Moving quite good on the secondary market. Uh, Ten copies, up 147. Has 120 bucks for a raw copy. Hit the high. Dang. Dang. X-Men number five from 1992. Say what you want about the 90s comics, but this cover is a perfect example of how legitimately amazing it was when it was at its best. This cover is pure fantastic Jim Lee art. This issue is also full, also the first full appearance of Omega Red and the first appearance of Maverick. Selling 13 copies, up 100%, and high sale of 93 bucks for a 9.8. And there we have Gambit in the Uncanny X-Men 266, continuing to go up. Over 400 bucks for a 9.8. And ASM 252, the Amazing Fantasy 15 homage, was the first and still mostly undervalued. Starting to pick up some steam. High sale of $121 for a high raw copy. Oh, man. I sold this one, too. Way less than $121. <laughs> man. I'll tell you. That's good stuff, though. I mean, I'll, I like... I like that I things like, are still moving. I like that the secondary market isn't stagnant, which yeah. was one of my big worries coming out of COVID and coming out of uh, uh, an area where we wouldn't have a lot of new books floating around, that once new books hit, people wouldn't be wouldn't even care on a secondary market. True. But to see stuff that's hit in the last two, three, four weeks, um, having a good secondary market value gives me hope. Yeah, Agreed. Anything else before we jump into previews, sir? No, let's head on over All to right, the sneak peek. Let's head peak. over to previewsworld.com, who may never be holding uh, uh, DC books again, so we'll see how that goes, too. So, um. Oh, yeah. With, <laughs> yeah son of a bitch. We're going to have to... 
How are we going to do that? We're I gonna don't have know. Con- <laughs> we will have to find a way. Or if somebody uh, can build us a site that just takes everything from DC and everybody else and makes it in a nice easy file. Uh, they just, are just kind destroying of like our segments. Yeah, our segments are being destroyed. Like, with our parents' marriage and just fake it back together so we have a nice easy thing to read, it would be great. <laughs> oh, man. Uh. Okay, so for now, let's start where we love to start and still able to start an image. Yeah, for now. Yeah, that's still going on. Adventure Man number one, Matt Fractions, Terry Dotson, Rachel Dotson, four bucks. Why wouldn't you get this? Yeah, exactly. Pick that up. And pick up the 10th issue of Die, Die, Die. Because it's awesome. And the 19th issue of Ice Cream Man, also awesome. There you go. And the 6th issue of Undiscovered Country, which is also awesome. That B cover for I, uh, that Walt up B cover for uh, Ice Cream Man is pretty darn cool. Yeah. Undiscovered Country continuing to move forward. Destiny Part 6. Um, I thought they were going to run out of steam on this book, but so far, no. Anything else in an image? Nah. Down to our Dark Horse, where they're not doing floppy comics either. Yeah. Um, so if you want to pick up a trade, now may be your chance. Other than that, we moving on. Oh, Lady Killer Library Edition, Volume 1. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, take that and get Joel to sign that for you. We don't talk anymore. Ah, IDW. <laughs> the last nice. issue of Cobra Kai... Karate Kid Saga continues, number one, or number four. Yeah, we better enjoy this this DC section coming up. Yeah, back to DC, where we have Batman, The Adventures Continues, number one. Paul Dini, Alan Burnett, from the visionary producers of Batman the Animated Series, which Drew refuses to watch, comes an all-new story in the sentimental animated world. In this opening chapter, Wayne Enterprises in Gotham City is attacked by a giant robot that steals an entire room from the laboratory. Who's controlling the robot? How will Batman stop the mechanized menace? And what does it all have to do with Lex Luthor's sudden appearance in Gotham? I'm going to check this out, Drew, because I know all about Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I figured you might. And we have a DC um, Classics for $2. DC Classics Batman Adventures number one. Dumb. <laughs> Very dumb. We, we had this conversation. It's you either go f- f- facsimile or you go dollar. That's right. You don't go give them in the middle. That's right. And there is a Dan Mora version of that Batman the Adventure Continues number one that is awesome. I Except love for I Want Nightwing more in the front of this book. And I love every single cover for the Joker 80th except for the blank. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know which one I, I would choose. Um, probably cover A. I like that these blanks are not just straight white anymore. That like, Did you see the blank cover for that uh, Batman Adventure continues? It's uh-uh. like the nice old, old scale gray with a little bit of light casting in it. This uh, the blank for Joker has some spl- collar splatters on it. I yeah, like that. There's a little bit of character cool. to them. Yeah, they they're trying to mix things up. As you mentioned last week, there should be a penultimate Lois Lane coming up, and and there it is. Mm-hmm. Joel Jones doing the cover B. 
Yeah, it's quite nice. Yep. Nightwing 71. Having a chat with the clown prince of crime is scary enough. Being captured, tied down, and forced to listen to him is something else. Especially when you're Rick Grayson. Who? Rick Grayson. The Joker just wants you out of action so we can get to the Dark Knight. With no idea what his history with the Joker might be, Rick doesn't find his situation one bit funny. This is Journey to Joker War, labeled at the top of it. That's so, good. That's a good one, it. yeah. Yeah, don't miss that. And, again, I don't like cover B, and DC continues to phone in Nightwing cover B's, and it makes me mad. Um, so this is, you're talking about Nightwing being another Joker War lead-in? Yes, it says, yeah, lead-in. It's, what the heck does it say? Journey to Joker War. Journey yeah. to. So that's a good... Oh. Okay, click on Justice League Odyssey 21, the scan variant. Okay. Well, that's neat. That may be something you just have to get. If you like Apocalypse, or is it Dark... No, Dark Side. Sorry, I don't know why I said Apocalypse. If you like Dark Side at all, that is a dope cover, and you are going to want to have that. I haven't seen a really striking Dark Side cover in a long time. Yes. Um, Pick that up. Yeah. For my uh, fellow Gen Xers who grew up with uh, Super Friends on Saturday mornings, there is a Super Friends hardcover, Volume 1, that collects the first 26 issues of Super Friends and um, some limited collector's editions that uh, it was inspired by the show. So I don't know if I've ever read those in floppies. I know I've seen them around. I don't know if I've ever read them or how they hold up. But I think back fondly on Super Friends as a gateway drug to comics. Um, And I'm not sure. um, I don't don't know about this, but it's kind of neat. There you go. Down to Marvel, who has floppy comics coming out this week. But not a lot of them. But we'll take something. Yep. Um, I'm reading Black Cat. I'm reading Daredevil. Um, that's it. Not doing Deadpool. Maybe Mar- Miles Morales. I might check in on that. It's been terrible. So, but I'll check. I'll check back in on it. No, I don't read Deadpool. I don't read Excalibur. I don't read New Mutants. Down to Dynamite. Moving on to Boom, where <laughs> Faithless. Uh, we tried. Episodic Two is. Li- burning back up with its erotic covers and its all kinds of tultry fun. This is something is killing children number seven. I kind of thought that thing had wrapped up, but I guess not. I really the children have not all been killed, Drew. Yeah, gotta kill some more children. And if there's one thing you love, James Tinian, is when he keeps going. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> Big fan down to our smaller publishers you talked before and I believe in an FOC about Air Wars Air War Stories number one from It's Alive books. That looked really good and with ten bucks from Sam Glansman and Paul S. Newman writing on that We've got Deep Blue number one from Mythos Comics Broggy Shut 
and John Upchurch doing uh, the art on the interiors there. For what? And uh, for Deep Blue Deep from Blue, Mythos Con. Right. Yeah. Um, so nice to see him uh, working a lot. There you go. Besides that, I'm not seeing a ton of stuff in the back half. A little bit. We we talked about that old haunts before mm -hmm. uh, during FOC. It looked really good. Um, that's uh, AWA, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's our artists, writers, and artisans, and it's an Ollie Masters and Rob Williams written book. So pretty excited about that one. That should be good. Another one we talked about on FOC. We got a five-issue series from Red Five Comics called Zero Day Threat. The number one issue is available coming out this Wednesday. The 21st Century Arms Race is a digital one. Instead of stealth bombers, governments are developing stealth malware for political and economic gain. Nice. And that's about it for the sneak peek at next week, but feels like we're getting pretty darn close yeah. to a full week of comics. Boy, these things go a lot quicker when there's no Marvel books to go through. <laughs> <laughs> but Drew, this is the point of the comics, or point of the podcast where I ask you for your pick of the week, what's the one comic you want to make sure you get, because it's going to be the next ASM 300 252 or whatever, 900 <laughs> different Spider-Man books we're keeping all of now. That I sold too early. Um, I, I think I'm going to go with just a Joker cover A. Um, I love them all, but I got to pick one. I'm just going to go with the standard cover A. Um, I was flip flopping around in a lot of books, but the, I just love I, I love those Joker covers, so I'm going to go with that. Yeah, but as much as Adventure uh, Land calls me, I have to go with that Justice League Odyssey Top 21, that second cover on that one. I just like it too much. So neither one of us are going with the Nightwing prelude to Joker War. That's Correct. cool. Yeah. Or Adventure Land, man. Adventure Man. <laughs> Adventure Man. Adventure Man. Correct. All right. So my B will be Nightwing, and your B will be Adventure Land, which yeah. is actually Adventure Man. You said just that's Justice League Odyssey. Justice League Odyssey 21 cover B. That is cover. your really, really cool um, Dark Side cover. Fantastic. Don't let anybody tell you we go mainstream with all of our picks on this one. <laughs> Sometimes we go a little <laughs> bit crazy on some stuff. But we want to thank you for tagging along with us through the comics originally releasing June 10th, 2020. As we slowly get completely back to normalcy and then DC throws a curveball and then we don't even know what normal is now. And we're not really sure how we're going to do this podcast in the future if DC breaks off too much. And we have to go to about 53 websites to finish an episode. But that's our <laughs> problem and not yours. We may become a little bit more valued to y'all since we can hopefully talk about everything that you got to go 900 places to talk about. Um... Tell us what your thoughts are on DC bolting and heading for the digital retail hills and leaving a, a good old Diamond behind. Are you uh, saying, hey, Diamond deserves this thing, or hey, this isn't good, I don't like this for my LCS, or what? Please uh, feel free to be part of the podcast. Tweet us, Instagram us, Facebook us, drop us a line at our Gmail account. All these things be part of the podcast. Tell us what you think so we could talk about what we see the future holding for not only DC Comics, but comics in general and comic retailers. So we thank you guys once again for joining us for Drew and for myself. See ya!